You're listening to Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim, Season 2, Episode 4, titled The Passenger. Original story and music by Jason Nitsch. Enjoy the show. Finally time. If it's today and the time is right now, then it's time for another episode of Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. drop into the inner consciousness of a sleeping passenger slowly dreaming their way to a new life and a new start on a colony planet deep in the outer rim. The pleasant journey she has experienced so far, and that was expected, is about to become more complicated than she could know. This was cool. It was just like I was floating through the sky, light as a feather, and soaring high above the clouds. The sun was setting behind me, and I was headed straight into the darkness of the night as I floated freely among the cool breeze. I had always liked flying. It was my favorite pastime back home. I used to fill my days off gliding through the massive pillars of the Martian highlands. I was limited only by the amount of oxygen and fuel that I was able to carry with me. Otherwise, I was unimpeded by the cares of the rest of the galaxy. Flying was my escape, and I was taking full advantage of that right now. Somewhere in my subconscious, I'm sure that I knew that the images I was seeing weren't real. The sun that backlit my adventure wasn't setting anywhere beyond the backyard of my mind. The wind I felt blowing through my hair wasn't really there. In fact, my hair was quite still at the moment. I was sure of it. Actually. That was strange. I thought that I wasn't supposed to have conscious thoughts while in deep stasis on the trip to the Outer Rim. My name was Sidney Cooper. In my past life, I had been an homographer, or sometimes called a photo archivist. I traveled all over the inner regions and snapped images of everything from the Terran Grand Canyon to Olympus Mons rising above the Martian plains. That was before. Like all good things, it had come to an end. First it was the inner rim conflicts, then the Martian uprising, the inner moon mining disputes. Seems like no matter how far humanity traveled into the stars, they brought their penchant for conflict with them. Between the travel restrictions and embargoes, some of which were still in place, there weren't many travel opportunities for a picto-historian. The places that I could get to were often in dire straits but the local government officials didn't want anyone documenting the conditions there. 
freedom of the press hadn't existed for a long time now, and whoever controlled the images and reality of the day controlled the history of it as well. So I made the choice to head to Parts Unknown, a new life, in a new place, on the far side of the middle of nowhere space, where I could at least put my talents to work, documenting the founding of the space colony on planet LV-420, which we all had agreed to choose a formal name for once we arrived. I boarded the colony ship Phoenix, enjoyed a leisurely cruise through the inner rim planets, then headed off to my stasis pod for a long journey to my new home. They told us in training that while we were in stasis, we wouldn't feel anything or be aware of the passage of time or distance. We would just dream and then wake up two years later like nothing more significant than an afternoon nap had taken place. So, was it a sign that something was going wrong, that I seemed to have an awareness of what was going on in my dream? I wasn't expecting to have conscious thoughts. As I continued flying, the sky began to crack and split ahead of me. I could hear a rustle of sound. Even though I knew it couldn't be real, I could still swear that I felt the rush of cool air hitting my face. What was this? The sky continued to crack and split open in front of me, and I was beginning to see flashes of the very bright light, so bright that it hurt my eyes. Should my eyes even be able to hurt while I'm asleep? Something was wrong. Very wrong. This shouldn't be happening. The cracks grew wider until the sky had almost vanished. The rumble of sounds was getting louder, and I thought I could begin to make out voices. What were they saying? I couldn't quite make it out but it sounded like lots of commotion. As our passenger shakes off the fog of deep stasis, around her, chaos has taken over the compartment as confused and frightened colonists are left with few answers and even fewer options. The fog was beginning to clear, and I could definitely make out the clanging of alarm bells and lots of frantic conversation taking place around me. Come on, wake up! We gotta go, wake up! My eyes must have been opened because I started to see the outline of a face in my field of vision. The flashes were even more startling, if that was possible, and I could sense a lot of blurry movement in the background as people scurried around. I don't know who was talking, but I did my best to move, which at this point only meant that I barely moved one shoulder. That didn't last long. Whoever was standing over me quickly decided that there wasn't time to wait for my faculties to return. Whatever was going on at the edges of my consciousness? It was happening fast and I needed to get moving. I felt my body being lifted out of the stasis pod by, well, whoever, and as soon as I was upright I was being pulled to a standing position where I very uneasily and shakily stood. As I gained more awareness and my sight returned, all around me was chaos. I was surrounded by dozens of fellow colonists gingerly supported by wobbly legs, more people than I could count, bent over vomiting those who were more awake, rushing to help all the others. This definitely wasn't how the wake-up call was supposed to go. Not at all. 
Where were my warm towels and refreshing showers? As soon as I had that thought, I began to lurch violently. I tried to aim away from people, but I'm honestly not sure if I was successful at all. The alarms and warning lights continued and my head was pounding like I'd never felt before. We need to clear the compartment. Let's go. I wasn't formulating thoughts well enough to respond verbally yet, so I just straightened up as best I could, wiped off my chin, sort of, and hobbled into the corridor, one hand on the wall and one arm in the grasp of the stranger who had woken me up. Most of the others seemed to be doing the same. The alarms continued, the lights continued, the pounding headache continued, and the nausea definitely continued. We have to get to the safety pods. I didn't know what that meant, so I just continued to stumble down the passageway, now joining the steady stream of confused and barely upright colonists, who had all merged into one uneasy flow. I think the universe heard what I was thinking, because the alarm was minimized momentarily so that we could receive an update from the onboard computers. Attention, this is a mandatory evacuation event. All colonists should proceed to the safety module for immediate evacuation. Critical engine event is imminent. Attention, this is a mandatory evacuation event. What? Mandatory evacuation? We were there already? I was out of it, but this wasn't at all how it was supposed to happen. The ship started groaning loudly, like it was straining just to stay together. All of a sudden, I felt the quick rush of air and was being pulled back violently. I heard a chorus of screams as we all began to lose our balance. More alarms. Decompression alert. Warning. Stand clear of the safety doors. Decompression alert. Warning. Stand clear of the safety doors. Just a few feet behind me, I heard the mechanism of the safety doors activate and they began to close. I watched through the slowly closing hatchway as the soon-to-be-trapped colonists behind me realized what was happening. Their eyes turned white with terror, looks of unimaginable horror on their faces. There was no helping them. The hatch sealed, the screaming faded, and the rush of air pulling us backwards ceased. And we all regained our balance such as it was. I don't know how many people were just sentenced to death so that those of us on this side could live, but it wasn't a few. Having just watched the horrific death of the colonists who were, just moments earlier, following in her tracks as they raced to safety, the danger of her situation was now becoming apparent, and the peril of all of the lives on board was beginning to reveal itself. I didn't have time to hesitate. I was back on my feet and headed for the safety module. It was just a few compartments ahead now. I raced there, raced being a relative term, in a group of about a dozen colonists, all confused, but not stopping to ask questions. Attention, this is a mandatory evacuation event. Critical event is imminent. This is a mandatory evacuation event. Yeah, 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 we know. Hey, my voice is working again. Those of us who were left were moving quickly now. 
The ship began to lurch violently from side to side, and we were thrown against the bulkheads on either side of the passageway. I was barely awake. The ship meant to take me to my new life was apparently falling apart around me, and now I was getting tossed around like a rag doll. Customer service would be hearing from me, and I'd better get one hell of a coupon for this. Just ahead, I saw the big flashing sign for the safety module. Whatever was happening here, I was about to punch my ticket out and race away to safety. Or at least away from whatever was happening here. I turned from side to side, frantically searching for what was supposed to happen next. I soon understood why everyone was stopped in their tracks. All the pods were gone. Jettisoned somehow ahead of our arrival here. Although I'm not sure how anyone could have beat us here. Not to mention activate all of these pods. But here we were. There was no escape for us. The alarms continued. The flashing lights continued. We all stood motionless in disbelief. We barely even reacted when the familiar sound of the ship's computer came on again. Decompression alert. Warning, stand clear of the safety doors. Decompression alert. Warning, stand clear of the safety doors. With horrific scenes just like this, playing out all over the colony ship Phoenix, would the passengers and crew ever know what led to the tragedy they have all experienced together? We may never know. it for this week. Don't forget to join us next time for another exciting adventure on Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim.